Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about fire safety solutions, fire safety systems in parking garages and some of the things that are changing in this little segment of the market which is interesting and something we need to keep an eye on as an organisation, as an industry in general. I'm joined today by Jonathan Copley. He is the Global Marketing Manager for Fire Safety Applications at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here, John. Thank you. It's great to have you back because we you've been with us before, uh, and if we fast or we we reverse a couple of uh, years, you know, you're working uh, a lot in the the space around around uh, you know room and air quality and these kinds of things, and now you've you've shifted your focus a little bit towards fire safety systems, and today we're talking about parking garages. Um, First question, why are fires in parking garages a, a, a particular concern for us today? Well, there are a number of reasons for this, John. There's, there's some general trends in vehicles and vehicle uh, design and production that are of concern. One of them is uh, the increased use of plastics in vehicles. Uh, today, something like 75% of a vehicle by weight is, is plastic. Uh, that's increased by 300% over the last few years. Uh, this obviously creates a, a fire risk and a risk of toxic gases. Also, vehicles are tending to become larger with the increased popularity of uh, SUVs. And on top of that, parking spaces, as always, get smaller and smaller. So these factors lead to greater risks of multi-vehicle fires. We've seen examples of that in the recent past. And um, this can spread as a sort of chain reaction and in some cases has led to uh, the collapse of the garage. The, and a specific example was Stavanger Airport. Okay, so, uh, so we've got cars that are made uh, more and more uh, by materials that uh, in some cases are, are more flammable, or at least uh, when they burn, they, they, they cause more concern than, than some of the, the different um, materials we've used in the past. We've got bigger cars, meaning, and smaller spaces, so cars are closer together. There, there's more risk that a fire in one car, car turns into a fire in multiple cars. And then I can also imagine that, uh, you know, this huge trend towards electric vehicles is also adding to this challenge. Give us a little bit of detail about what an electric vehicle adds to this risk profile, to the mix of, of risk factors in this case. Well, let's start with the electric vehicle itself. It has a lithium-ion battery, which is in a sealed unit quite low down in the vehicle. And as a result of that, if there is a, a fire in the battery, it's almost impossible to get extinguishing water to cool it. As you probably have heard, John, you can't really stop a fire in a battery. Mm -hmm. You can contain it, you can, can, you can cool it, but you can't really extinguish it. And the fact that the water, the extinguishing water won't reach the battery means that you've got a problem containing battery fire. And we've seen in some cases, for example, on, on motorways, if there is an electric vehicle fire in some countries like Austria, the fire service comes along with a very large tank of water and they just 
drop the vehicle into this tank of water for 24 hours or so until the battery has burnt itself out. But obviously, that approach is hard to execute in an underground garage. Yeah, absolutely. And and as you mentioned, you know, we, we've talked uh, on this show before with uh, with some other industry experts about lithium-ion batteries and and of all the benefits they that they bring with them, they certainly do bring an increased fire risk. And, and as you describe, uh, you know, this this tactic is what's also used in the manufacturing spaces of these batteries. That if there is a a fire or an integrity issue with a battery, they put it in a in a water bath. Uh, you know, you can't spray water at it and hope to to extinguish that fire. You have to really drown it and and that brings with it not just a, like you describe a challenge for that individual car or that individual vehicle but uh, then uh, all the people around it and in, in in restricted spaces like underground car parks this is a, even more of a risk um let's talk a little bit about some of those additional risks because of course we have the fire risk but fire we know brings with it with it uh, you know environmental challenges uh, you know with with uh, smoke and gas and toxins and things like this, what, what does that look like um, in a in a parking garage, or what does that look like with an electric vehicle as the the subject of this fire uh, this fire event? Yes, that is indeed an, another concern, John. When you have a battery fire, there is a, a release of heavy metals, uh, cobalt, lithium, nickel, for example, and this quickly develops into uh, plume of smoke, which is highly toxic, uh, can be can be several times, several thousand times the safe level. And this is clearly a, a risk to any people who are in the garage or trying to contain the fire. But the risk doesn't stop just with those heavy metals released from the battery. In addition, if you try and extinguish the fire using water, what can happen is that the electrolytes from the batteries mixes with the water, electrolyte gases mixed with water, and create other highly toxic chemicals such as hydrogen fluorides. And the result is you can get a, a mixture of extinguishing water, highly toxic hydrogen fluorides, and heavy metals, then disappearing down the pipework into your local lake or river or groundwater. So this is this is also a very serious concern, something that has to be considered when designing a, uh, a parking garage. Understand. So we have we have not just the fire risk uh, and then the normal risks that come with a fire, like heat, uh, smoke, uh, etc. But then we have these additional chemical or toxin uh, considerations that that really up that risk uh, to a higher level of of uh, concern. Um, and we've talked a little bit about the car itself, so the electric vehicle itself and the battery that is housed within that vehicle. How about uh, some of the other changes or some of the other infrastructure that come along with this trend towards electric vehicles? How do they add to to the risk of, of fire in a parking garage or, or in a car park? Yes, well, obviously you have in addition the charging stations, which are attached to the wall adjacent to the parking spaces. These are also, of course, pieces of electrical equipment. They have their own uh, risk of, uh, of causing fire. Fortunately, uh, this is not very common up to now, but that situation is likely to change in future. 
You also have uh, other ancillary equipment, for example, uh, transformers for transforming uh, the voltage from, from grid voltage to what is required for charging. And in some installations, you may also have battery uh, energy storage, buffer storage. So all of these things are additional uh, areas of risk uh, for fire in parking garages. Uh, you mentioned their battery energy storage. How how does this become part of this infrastructure? Where does the battery energy storage come into the the charging infrastructure uh, of uh, you know, of a of standard car park? Well, as you can imagine, charging an electric vehicle requires quite a lot of power. Uh, it's been quoted that to charge a standard electric vehicle for 15 minutes is like toasting 5,000 slices of bread. And obviously, as the number of these vehicles goes up almost exponentially, then the load on the grid is also going to increase dramatically unless we find some alternative ways of providing the energy to power the charging stations. For example, by using solar panels on the roof of the garage, which could then supply energy to charge the vehicles, or if the vehicles do not require it, could also feed the grid. So you get one of these smart charging uh, installations and being able to store energy to, to buffer the energy uh, between the different sources and sinks is uh, obviously an essential part of such a system. And that's usually a lithium ion battery energy storage system. Okay, right. So so that, that integration of, of different charging or local charging options like renewable energy also expand the you know the potential infrastructure around EV charging within car parks beyond just the the charging station and or the transformer but also introduce additional battery energy storage in some cases and and I guess we'd expect that this trend will continue to grow as green energy renewable energy uh, and sustainable energy sources becomes more and more of a of an expectation and a demand from us as a society that's absolutely right and it's important when designing fire safety systems to take into consideration all of these different elements within one larger solution. Okay. It's an interesting one because, uh, you know, I think if we, what we really see is not just the risk, the additional risk that comes with these fires, but I guess this is driven when we go back to the first question of today, of, of, of this episode where we talked about today, why is it such a concern today? And I guess this reflects back to just the explosion in in proportion of of electric vehicles uh, across our automotive industry you know we go back 10 years ago maybe one out of 10 car parks had one or two charging stations in them uh, and every every uh, thousand cars you might see one electric vehicle now we're we're seeing a very high proportion of electric vehicles or 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 plug-in hybrid vehicles we're seeing every car park having multiple charging stations. So this infrastructure and then the vehicles that are demanding the requirement for this infrastructure really are growing at an exponential rate uh, in our society at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. And, and it's important to think very carefully when protecting an existing garage or designing a new garage, how are we going to manage all of these different risks? And of course, it's easy to say, the first step should be don't put charging stations inside garages. If possible, 
leave them outside. That's all well and good, but sometimes uh, that's not uh, not really possible. Mm-hmm. So the next thought would be if you really have to have charging stations inside a garage, then try and keep them as close as possible to the entrance where mm-hmm. fire service could uh, get inside and do something to uh, keep the fire under control. But above all, what we need to look at is is very early detection so that the, the facility manager can be alerted, the fire service, and then with any luck, the fire could be contained early on before it becomes a multi-vehicle fire. Yeah, perfect. And 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 I like that, that, that last couple of sentences that you gave us because in the end, of course, we know that the risk is there. We know that the risk is growing and... And of course, every time we see this risk, it's what do we do about it? Uh, and like you mentioned, there's a couple of design uh, characteristics. There's a couple of, of situations that we can try. But then when you do look at, at underground car parks or, or existing car parks, of course, this is more and more difficult. So so you mentioned there are a couple of things, early detection um, and, and then, of course, uh, making sure the right people are aware uh, so that uh, we can do as much as possible. Give us a little bit of detail. You know, when we talk about early detection, what, what kind of technologies are we talking about uh, when we when we look at these uh, situations, these applications? Wh- what can we do to detect these, these risk uh, events as early as possible and not just make people aware so that they can act, but then also make people aware so they can get out uh, and ensure that... Uh, you know, there is as little risk as possible to, to human life. Well, the first thing, and this is not completely new for garages, the first thing is the, the traditional point detectors. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, everybody has seen these smoke detectors on the ceiling and in offices and libraries and so on. You can also have these in, in garages above the parking spaces. Something mm-hmm. very important though, to bear in mind is that in a garage you have a, a lot of dust and exhaust fumes from conventional vehicles so it's very important that you have a detector which is uh, clever enough to know the difference between smoke and uh, and dust particles or or other gases which are not relating to the fire mm-hmm. so that's, that's one thing uh, what we also recommend is uh, paying special attention also to the uh, the charging stations themselves and one solution there is to use what we call an aspirating smoke uh, detector where you have a, a long pipe running uh, along the ceiling or the wall with small holes in it that sucks the uh, the smoke inside and then uh, detects when there's a fire very close to mm-hmm. the charging station and then going more broadly in terms of the fire safety solution if you have battery energy storage then we have very specific uh, solutions for that too in our industry okay perfect like the good thing i guess is that what like you just described uh, the solutions are there the solutions exist so it's less about us having to to do something differently it's less about us having to as an industry develop something it's more just being aware of this increased risk and then coming up with a good way to to address that risk across this huge scope and and that's my last question is you know every city has 
dozens and dozens of car parks uh, and a mix. Uh, you know, every every residential building, many office buildings, uh, and then of course public car parks that come along with this. Um, it, you know, we're, we're, how do, how do we go about this as an industry? How do we how do we go about recognizing the risk and then starting to implement? Uh, some of the requirements so that we can manage this as best as possible? What's really required here is a cooperation between the providers of fire safety products and solutions with the fire service, with those who are creating new norms and standards, and also with other interested parties, for example, the insurance uh, industry who underwrite these sorts of risks. So, at this early stage, I think everybody is is uh, feeling their way a uh, mm -hmm. little, and it's really important that all elements of the industry, as I've described, uh, cooperate with other each other to find good solutions. Perfect cooperation. I, I love to hear it because, of course, uh, what we know more and more in in our industry and in any industry like this is that getting all the interested stakeholders involved and and bringing the awareness to a level uh, that we can start to take meaningful action is that that first and most important step. So so I think that that's a great way to finish. Um, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your insights uh, and for introducing us to you know, this changed risk profile that we see for fires uh, and for fire safety in car parking garages and car parks. Well, thank you, John, for giving me the chance to speak. Always a pleasure. Uh, I look forward to the next time you visit us uh, look forward to the next conversation uh, but until then to everyone who's out there listening please remember to like share comment this episode subscribe to us wherever you're listening and or viewing us and keep your eye open because there are always new episodes coming on topics not just about fire safety uh, but other smart building uh, and smart infrastructure topics so we'll see you very very soon uh, but until then goodbye